from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Uh Uh-huh. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Joe Coy is set to host the Golden Globes. As of yesterday, they had no host. And then yesterday afternoon, they announced Joe Coy. So I guess they went to like all the, the main sort of A-list sure. hosty types. Um, and uh, apparently everybody said no. So except Golden, for Joe. Except for Joe. They say, we're thrilled to have Joe host the 81st Annual Golden Globe Awards and bring his infectious energy and relatable humor to kick off Hollywood's award season. We can't wait to see what he has in store for the stars in the room. And the global audience. We know Joe is going to bring his A game. So I, I don't mind him. He's yeah, good. He's fine. He's I watched fine. his last Netflix special. Who was he dating? He was with Chelsea Handler. Chelsea yeah, Handler. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. who it was. That's who it was. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Vin Diesel is being accused of sexual battery by a former assistant. Ooh. Um, this was in 2010 while he was shooting Fast Five. The assistant, uh, Asta Johnson, alleges that that September, Vin grabbed her by the wrist with both hands and pulled her onto the bed. And then she allegedly asked him to stop and escaped his grasp. And then Vin approached her and began to grope her, attempting to pull down her underpants, which caused her to scream and run down the hallway. And then he chased after and pinned her against the wall. And oh then when God. she finally got out... Um, Vin's sister, who runs his production company, called her two hours later to fire her. What? So that's the allegations. Uh, Vin's attorney says, let me be clear, Vin is categorically denying this claim in its entirety. This is the first he has ever heard about this in the more than 13-year-old claim made by a purportedly nine-day employee because she was only there for less than two weeks. There's clear evidence which completely refutes these outlandish allegations. Uh, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue was being sued for allegedly assaulting a woman on a helicopter. Uh, This was back in 2003 where this woman uh, knew the pilot and he invited her to take a ride in a helicopter. The woman says uh, that when she arrived, uh, Tommy Lee was already on the helicopter up in the front with the with the pilot. And uh, the woman says that uh, they had said at some point she should go up and sit on his lap. And then she agreed because she felt pressure to do so. And then he started groping her and then... They landed and Tommy just left and then she stayed and the pilot just flew her back home. What? Which is a crazy story. I don't know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The shortlist for the Academy Awards were announced. This is weird because it's not like the big categories, right? They Mm. do like documentary, international feature, makeup, hairstyling, sound, all this other stuff. Uh, Barbie is leading the way. And uh, the music category, though, is crazy this year. So this is the shortlist. So this is not going to be all the nominees. But look at the shortlist right now for the music category. So best original song, I guess it is. So Billie Eilish and Phineas, mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo, 
John Batiste, mm -hmm. Dua Lipa, Mark Ronson, ASAP Rocky, Halle Bailey, and Lenny Kravitz. Wow. Good what? luck. Bro. Right? Like, everyone's a star. Like, you always get a composer like a, or a whatever. That's like a or, Grammy category. Yeah, it's a Grammy. You're right. That's a Grammy category. Holy. Yeah. So I don't know who's going to make the final cut out of, out of all of these, but this is the, uh, this is the short list. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, do you want to hear a uh, conservative MP trying to be funny? Um, so this is Scott Reed, and every year he does a year-end poem. He rewrites the words to "Twas the Night Before Christmas," like a couple of years ago he did "Was the Night Before COVID." Oh and, God! Um, he said that he had a real hard time trying to find words that rhymed with AstraZeneca. Like he does this every year on the sort of last people, on the last oh, what, people day. People look forward to it. They, apparently, they do. Like his fans, they make a big deal oh. out of it. This is also the guy that that I think it was like 2019 when they were doing like a marathon voting session. Uh -huh. He's the one that stood up and busted Trudeau because Trudeau was caught eating uh, a candy bar, and you're not allowed to eat. In the in the House of Commons, and he stood up and made a point, what a and snitch. then and then, or actually, he accused him of eating a bagel. Yeah. And then what happened was Trudeau had to stand up and say it wasn't a bagel; it was a chocolate bar. And I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's a whole mess in there. Anyway, here's this. Tis a week before Christmas, and it's time to state that our PM is well past his best before date. Oh damn! After eight years of his rule, it's time to say thanks for doubling the number of folks using food banks. After eight years, when our kids nestle snug in their beds. They're just lucky there's still a roof over their heads. For on cold winter nights, under snow and the stars, many citizens now have to sleep in their cars. You can protest, of course, but only in small amounts, <laughs> lest, like the truckers, he freezes your bank accounts. Oh, and he'll accuse you of hate based on faith or on race, which seems strange for a man caught three times wearing blackface. <laughs> oh. He's so quick to say sorry for wrongs from long ago but not for when he elbowed Ruth Ellen Brousseau. So let's quote back to the PM some words of his home. Sir, enough is enough. Now go home and stay home. And here's what we'd like Santa's elves to administer. This Christmas, please bring us a brand new prime minister. I think it should be mandatory, right? I, I think... Because there are so many rules in the House yeah. of Commons. I think it should be mandatory that if somebody gets up and trashes you in poem, I think it should be mandatory that you have to respond in poem. Yes. It's a, it's a rap battle. Right. Thank you. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Trudeau should have been given the opportunity. Yes. To throw back. Not given, forced. Yeah. yeah. He should have been forced. Sir, stand up. <laughs> Freestyle. Freestyle. God, could you imagine? Oh I'd, I'd, watch, I'd watch CPAC every single day. <laughs> I really would. Wow, that's funny. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Nicholas Pooch, Petch, don't know how to say the guy's name. He is the 80-year-old billionaire who's also the uh, one of the heirs uh, to uh, Hermes, the oh. luxury brand. Yeah. Uh, so he He's worth around $13 billion because I, I think he has like 7.5% of the company or something like that. You said billion with a billion, B? Billion, yeah. And that company is worth like $280 billion or something. Okay. So he's got $13 billion and he lives in Europe and he, he has this contract with this foundation, this charity that he also founded. Okay. Uh, and the plan was to leave his fortune to that organization. However, he's changed his mind and okay. he now wants to give half of his $13 billion fortune to his gardener 
or as somebody else has referred to him as, a male servant, former gardener, and handyman. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like a ship's face. Okay. So if he dies, the contract stipulates that his shares are supposed to go back into the foundation. But there's one stipulation, and that is if he was to become a father. Okay. So now what he wants to do is he wants to adopt his former gardener and the handyman. Handy, and handyman. He wants to be a daddy? So he could get $6 billion oh my when, God, when, he, when he dies. That's wild. So there's a gardener out there that may uh, make $6 billion. That's crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, Joe Keery from Stranger Things was on. Well, he's a uh, who was he play on? Uh, Steve. Steve, right on Stranger Things. He was talking to Fallon uh, about what is Guanin with Stranger Things final season. I, I have seen a few. Yeah, you saw a few scripts. I don't think I can say anything other maybe than that. Yeah. Can Can you react like a facial reaction if I say something like? Yeah. Okay. Which camera should I do it in? You could do it too. Which camera? Camera one is that best? Yeah, right here is good. Yeah. Okay, All right. Sure. So, uh, okay. What? What facial expression best sums up the season? <laughs> hey, you heard it. You saw it here first. You saw it here first. He didn't do anything. What did he do? Did he just make a face? Kind of shrugs. He goes like, yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, um, a controversial New York Times opinion piece that suggested that Taylor Swift is a closeted queer person. Um, has got a lot of people all fired up. So it was written by editor Anna Marks, who is gay, and Marks, within the article, preemptively addressed the criticism that the piece was going to get by saying, "Uh, I know that discussing the potential of a star's queerness before a formal declaration of identity feels to some too salacious and gossip-fueled to be worthy of discussion. She goes on to say, every time an artist signals queerness and that transmission falls on deaf ears, that signal dies, recognizing the possibilities of queerness while being conscious of the difference between possibility and certainty keeps that signal alive. And then I guess she went on to just talk about all these clues that Taylor has dropped over the years that she may be closeted. Um, somebody, but if anyone like can dissect clues, it's like Taylor fans, right? And it's also right? and, and even even the response that somebody gave to CNN, I don't really believe because Taylor normally in situations like this speaks for herself. Yeah. So somebody talked to CNN and they said uh, because of Taylor's massive success in this moment, there is a Taylor shaped hole in people's ethics. They go on to say this article wouldn't have been allowed to be written about Sean Mendez or any male artist whose sexuality has been questioned by fans. There seems to be no boundary some journalists won't cross when writing about Taylor, regardless of how invasive, untrue and inappropriate it is, all under the protective veil of an opinion piece. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Oh, my God. Did you see this Alaskan Airlines plane that started falling apart in the air? Yeah. It Bro. ripped the kid's shirt off. Bro, I can't even. So the, it was flying from, I think, Portland or, was, I don't know, it was, it was returning to Portland. And just after it took off, mm-hmm. a, a, like a big hole just like popped out of the side of the 
of the plane. Like, how does that even happen? So it is what I found out is that because everybody was like, it wasn't the emergency door that came off. It was literally just a piece of the plane. Okay. But what that hole was is that is a covered up hole that gives the people who run the airline the option of another emergency exit. So it oh, is an existing okay. door hole that they've just paneled over. And then so that's what flew out. And then like um, oxygen masks stop. But there's video of it. And there's like a guy sitting like right there yeah. by the hole. Seatbelt still on. Yeah. Like what do you do at that point? Like, you just... Well, you don't move because what yeah, if you, you get sucked out? You can't scream. do anything. I don't know what I would do. Do you get a refund? I, you know what, with this airline and all the problems they've been going through. But anyway, so they, they, I would imagine maybe you get a refund, something like that. But they've had to, 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 to ground all of these Boeing 737s again because of this. And anyway, so here's one of the passengers, a guy named Evan Smith. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshy noise and all the air masks dropped. Just kind of sit there. It's not anything I have any control over. And it's just wait and see what happens. Wait Super and see chill. What happens. Wait and see. Come on, bro. <laughs> no. It's like I know the Final Destination no. movie. Yeah. No, I'm activating on, my phone. Now. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm taking airplane mode off, and I'm trying to call everybody I know. Yes, there's it's going a down. Hole like I'm done. Plane. Peace. There's a hole in the plane. How do you fly again after that? That's you don't. what I want to know. Yeah, like, you don't. like, no. How do you get over that? No, I am Greyhound best friends at me <laughs> at, at that point. Like, there's no way I'm flying. There's no way. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Golden Globe last night. Uh, Joe Coy was the host. Uh, they brought him in, I guess, at the at the last minute. Uh, I don't know. Like, oh boy! Like, you know, you, 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 <laughs> what happened? So bad. Oh my so god! Was, yeah. was he terrible? Was, oh my god! It was probably the worst opening monologue that I've seen oh, for an wow. award show ever. And I love Joe Coy, okay, but so it was bad. I don't know who it was, but there was a point when he told a joke, and you could see the audience, and two people put their hands in their face. Oh, that's, bad. Oh, that's really bad. Uh, so here, let's go through. So play out number three. This is the uh, Barbie Oppenheimer thing. Oppenheimer and Barbie are competing for cinematic box office achievement. Oppenheimer is based on a 721-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book about the Manhattan Project. And Barbie is on a plastic doll with big boobies. I watched Barbie. I loved it. I really did love it. The key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. Ah, or what casting directors call character actor. <laughs> he, sort of, he sort of missed his own punchline with that other joke. Um, and then uh, here he is talking, uh, he made a joke about Taylor Swift. Number seven, please. Welcome back. And as you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Sorry about that. Because she looked so mad. <laughs> was she pissed? She gave him a look. Yeah. Did she? Oh, yeah. Was she, was she playing along? Or did she? Sometimes people do that. Oh, no, she's yeah. not playing along. No, no, no. She looked irritated, and then she took a sip of her wine, and it was, yeah. It no, was, that yeah. was staged. That had to have been. No, I don't think so, man. She looked mad. Because sometimes they do that, right? They'll totally. say to a celebrity, hey, 
the camera's going to be on you after a certain joke. Yeah, but he was bombing before that, oh, and it just, yeah, really? it wasn't a good look, man. I also feel like Pete, she's so over the fact that people continue to talk about her relationship, so at this point, it's like, again? Wow, I mean, don't go to football games, right? It was a football game joke, not a Taylor Swift relationship <laughs> yeah, joke. I guess. Right? But still, terrible joke. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Y'all see Timothy Chalamet kissing Kylie Jenner at the Globes last yeah. night? Well, boyfriend, girlfriend, of course they're going to kiss. Apparently they showed up late, too. Oh. And they had to be, like, sneaked in. Did you see the video of Selena Gomez mouthing to Taylor Swift that she tried to get a picture with Timothy Chalamet, but uh, Kylie said no? Oh, damn. What? You got all that from the mouth? You could. That's, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Stop it. <laughs> what happened, Maury? So there's a video of Selena Gomez whispering to Taylor Swift that she wanted a picture with Timothy Chalamet. Right. And uh-huh. Kylie Jenner said no. But, and you can hear this in the video? No, no. People are, I lip guess there's reading? video lip reading. Yeah. That's Whoa. a long video, though. I tried to get a picture with Timothy, but then Kylie said no. Stop it. I don't believe that story at all. Uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, taking a lot of heat because apparently he wore a t-shirt and running shoes to the Globes last night. Yo, but that's his style, though. He does Somebody that all the time. Uh, tweeted that he is definitely single because no woman would let him go to the Golden Globes dressed like that. Ooh, Ooh wow. That hurts. Damn. Uh, much like Dammit Maury, Pedro Pascal showed up to the Golden Globes in a sling. His sling was fancier than mine. Yes. Yeah, yours looks like, I don't know. Well, man. yours is, you know, Maury, Maury broke his hospital arm, issued. <laughs> yeah, right? It's designer. Uh, his is made by Fendi, and probably. The, and the, the only thing he said when asked about it was that it was a fall, and he didn't reveal anything else. He said, be careful. Uh, it can happen to anybody. This as, is true. That's what he said to reporters. As this is the way. Yes. That's what happens when you live the Mandalorian life. Right. <laughs> um, uh, he, oh, let's do Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin winning for uh, um, Succession last night. Oh, nightmare. <laughs> Sit down. Thank you, boy. Uh, sorry, burping, indigestion. <laughs> Didn't need to say that. Um... Otherwise, this is a nice moment for me. I was, um... <laughs> I've blown it already, Jazz. You were right. You said, just, just say thanks and leave. You were right. Um, I was nominated for a Golden Globe like 20 years ago, and when that moment passed, I sort of remember thinking, I'm never going to be back in this room again, and, uh, which was fine, whatever. Um, but wow, it's not bitter. Thanks to Succession, I've been in here a couple times. It's nice, but I sort of uh, accepted I was never going to be on the stage. So this is a nice moment. Suck it, Pedro. Sorry. Mine. Really quickly, I would just like thank everybody in Succession, Jesse, uh, our Maybe writers, and amazing cast. Yo, I'm like uh, just listening to him talk. Yeah, I'm very much like I had my hand over the bleep button because just in case, just in case, because yes. it still sounds like his character yeah. in Succession. Did you see when Tom from Succession won? No, he has an accent. Yeah, who knew? What? Yeah, yeah, he's got an accent. Like Look, so does Sarah Snook. Yeah, or I, kn- I knew. I knew Sarah Snook did. Uh huh. I knew Snare, Sarah, Snara. <laughs> I can never say that woman's What's name. What's his name? What's his real name? What's Tom's real name? It's go to Golden Globes uh, 9. Put that one on. Okay. Matthew McFadden. Uh, <clears throat> thank you so much. Um, thank you so much. I, uh, what the? I just adored every second playing um, the weird and wonderful 
human grease stain that is Tom Wamsgans. Um, <laughs> no, 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 that, that ain't my thought. kind of sounds like a faking with <laughs> no, accent. Yes. Yeah, that's not my Tom. It's so proper. It's almost, you're right, it's, yell at Greg. It's, uh, it's almost, it's almost fake. Um, let's do, uh, oh, Jeremy Allen White, who oh, yes. I took Roxy to see, uh, Iron Claw for her birthday. And? <laughs> that was her birthday movie. She picked it. Yeah. And? Yeah. It was okay. Like, I mean, it's, it's good. It's such a heartbreaking movie. Oh, like, yeah. my God, that story. And they, and, and then when you find out like all the stuff that they had to take out of it, mm-hmm. just because the director was like, the audience can't handle that much. Didn't they remove like one of the brothers? They from took the a whole. They took a whole story? brother out of the story because he also killed himself. Uh-huh. Right, like it's just such a tragic story. But uh, uh, Jeremy Allen White is so good, and uh, he won for the Bear in the comedy category. If you can believe that. Wow! 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 Um, oh, I can't hey. believe uh, I'm, I'm in this room with with all these uh, all these people I've loved uh, so much, admired so much um, for so long. It's uh, it's unreal. Um, um, uh, I love this show. Uh, I need to thank uh, everybody, everybody at FX. Um, I need to he thank Chris. Uh, is it just me or has anybody else in the last 24 hours on every single feed of social media I have is a new picture of Jeremy Allen White in his underpants? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right? I was going to say, did, did y'all I, see that, that Calvin Klein? I don't no. know what happened in 24 hours. It's Which just, one, him leaning forward or him leaning back? All of them. All, all, of, them. Of, them. all of them. You know what? I enjoy it. You do. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all. Like twenty four hours. That's it's only Jeremy Allen White in his Yo, undies. Twenty twenty four is off to like a wild and crazy start. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Hold on, let me let me go see if I can find these for you, Maria. That's okay. okay. I can find them. Oh, you already have them. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I got to play this clip of this Peloton instructor um, going off on uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenant, that movie. And the reason she goes off on it is because as she's teaching the Peloton class, uh, the plan by Travis Scott comes on. And I guess that was a song in the movie. Mm -hmm. So she's teaching this Peloton class and then just decides to go off on Tenant. This song is from the soundtrack of a movie called Tenant. Anybody see this did anybody see this besides me? Because I need a manual. Someone's got to explain this. Yeah, I'm not kidding. What the f*** was going on in that movie? Do you understand? Seriously, you need to be a neuroscientist to understand. And that's two and a half hours of my life that I want back. I want it back. Damn, Jenna Sherman. Christopher Nolan was sitting at home on his Peloton bike taking that class. <laughs> Got him! Wow! Wow! Could you imagine? You're like in the zone, right? He's sweating. He's like, I'm getting my fitness on. And he, he had said something else where I guess he tried to make it lighthearted. But at first, he said, uh, in today's world where opinions are everywhere, there's a sort of idea that film criticism is being democratized. But I, for one, think the critical appreciation of films shouldn't be an instinct, but it should be a profession. So basically shut up and let the pros review movies, right? Which is crazy to me. Yo, you're sick. <laughs> Yo, you're sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have just said that. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Hey, who watched Saltburn over the holidays? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. So good, so good. Can I tell you guys? So yeah. Jenna and I watched it, and then during the last, we stopped. There was 10 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. And we just stopped. You did? You didn't finish? No. Oh. Why so not? After <laughs> After the scene. Which scene? There's like what? every you scene can't is say the, the scene. scene. Close to the end of the movie. Oh, I know which scene. The grave scene? Yes. Okay. So after that, we watch another scene. Right. Of Oliver talking to some next person. Uh-huh. And then I even I just blanked. <laughs> I didn't even listen to what they said. Okay. And I looked at Jenna. I was like, we good? She's like, yeah, we're good. So okay. you missed the dance? Uh, you just see him na- you didn't see him naked then. There was a lot of if, Wait, which time? You missed the dance. No, like the dance at the end. No. Nah. Like okay. It was anyway. A very visual uh, anyway, dance. spoiler alert. Um uh, if you get a chance, Chloe Feynman from SNL did a great video where she watched it with her parents <laughs> and, and recorded their recorded their reaction. <laughs> reaction. Yeah. Maria, did you watch this with your parents? Yeah, I did. No, uh, you did not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. And it was my idea, so oh, I'm the no. idiot. Yep. Uh did not know that was coming. Yeah. So, so after the the honestly, it just started to get worse after the bathtub scene. Yes, yeah. that's where it took a and turn. And then my dad uh-huh. oh, at one yeah. point looked at me and was like, "What in the name? Why did you choose this movie?" And I'm like, "I'm never going to be allowed to choose a movie again." Yeah, yeah, did you did you watch the whole thing with them? the whole thing? And then at the okay. end, nobody spoke and everyone went to the room. Okay, but what <laughs> happened in the room? What happened in the room during the scene where they were outside late at night? <laughs> oh, oh, my my mom was like, "Oh my god." And then my Wait, younger sister night, just late at night. Wow. Late at night. The late at night. When the he dress goes scene. Outside to meet the girl. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. What'd you folks say about that, Maria? My my dad's like, "Are you kidding me? What is going on?" And then I was like, "I shouldn't have picked this movie. I, I didn't know I, that was coming." I will Who say you? this: I think that Maury and I we put it on with with Roxy in the room, and then we got five minutes into it and realized, no, this isn't this yeah, isn't yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah. Oh. Um, Matthew and I loved it. I thought it was one of the best movies of the year. What? Yeah. Hands Bruh. down, pants down, one of the best movies yeah, I've Pants down, pants <laughs> yeah. down, for real. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I really down. did. I thought it was like the perfect combination of like the great Gatsby meets the talented Mr. Ripley. It was like just screwed nah. up enough You're that sick, as a bro. film, I thought nah, it was nah, awesome. Nah, nah, nah. So I saw I Jacob Elordi saying that it's definitely a rewatch movie. Like you have to no. rewatch it again to see all the <laughs> hidden <laughs> Easter eggs in there. I'm like, who's watching that That's again? True. No, it's true. Hidden Easter, Easter eggs. Yeah. Like, when she's pouring the wine and spilling out, it represents the bathtub. When you're talking about the doppelganger, he's like in he the window. Close the window, yeah. Oh, damn. Y'all are di- deep diving yeah. way into this uh, yeah. freak movie. Right? Yeah. And he's ordering nah, nah, the Jacob nah, Alerty nah. bathwater candles. That's disgusting. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a company that's making bathwater candles. <laughs> Bro, I'm like, oh, it's so upset. You know, like all the hair and everything else. Someone's been in that drain and just like. <laughs> you worried about everything else? <laughs> Outside of the main components? <laughs> you worried about hair? I'm actually disturbed by that movie. Like, I could have gone my whole life without watching that movie. <laughs> y'all, y'all know you can never look at dirt to see, right? <laughs> Everything's ruined for you. Everything. Everything's baths. Dirt. Dirt. Wine, wine, blood, gray. Yeah, everything's ruined. The empires. dark outside, and never again. No. Never, no. Anyway, no. if you get a chance, watch it with your folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Golden Globe Awards. 
actually the ratings went up by 50%. So they had 9.4 million viewers, uh, which is up from 50% from last year. Joe Coy, who people are still ripping apart. Like, it's a really weird thing that a host for an awards show, like the day afterwards... You have to kind of like go on and and defend yourself, but it's, it was really wild. So uh, this is uh, Joe Coy talking to uh, GMA yesterday. You know, I, I'd be lying if it doesn't hurt. You know, uh, you know, I, I, I hit like a little uh, moment there where I was just like, ah, you know, hosting is just uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough gig, you know. And yes, I have a stand up comic, but the the that that hosting position is a uh, it's it's a different style, you know. It's not the same style, so you know. I, I kind of went in and uh, did the whole uh, the writers thing, and it's just like, no, we were all in that room together. We just had ten days to try and write something for this monologue. It was it was a crash course, and I I feel bad, but uh, hey, I gotta I gotta I gotta still say that I loved. Uh, uh, what I did, and it's still at that moment with Taylor Swift, where he made like a like a half-assed Taylor. I guess it was a Taylor Swift joke, but I thought it was like a, a football joke. Um, and she like, and at first I thought Maria, you know the Swifties, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, at first I thought she was sort of goofing, like it looked like she was kind of playing along. But then, like you look at what the Swifties' reaction was and everything else, and I don't know whether she was legitimately pissed or she can't take a joke or she was acting or... Okay, all of our TikTok, as you guys know that I'm on there, it everyone is saying that she was actually pissed. So here's the joke to remind everybody. Welcome back. And as you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. That's the joke. And then, Sorry about that. Here's poor Joe Coy having to defend that. The the Taylor uh, uh, Taylor one was just a little flat, and I just uh, it was a weird joke, I guess. But uh, it wasn't. It was more on the NFL. You know what I mean? I was trying to make fun of the NFL using cutaways, and and how uh, you know the Globes didn't have to do that, and so it was more of a a, a jab towards the NFL. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Donna Kelsey, the, the Kelsey brothers' mom, is like this superstar now. They trotted her out. Did you see on the prices, right, Maury? They no, I missed the, this yes, yesterday. Because yes, yeah, like, I guess there. she's like a huge prices. What did right she fan. do? I don't know. She they brought her out and she just did the Donna Kelsey thing. Uh, but she was talking to ET about the possibility of once again both her boys being in the Super Bowl. So we still have the potential that they could face off once again this year in the Super Bowl. How do you handle that this year? Have you already started thinking about the possibility? No, I think to get back to the Super Bowl is tough enough as it is, but um, I really think that uh, this year has been uh, difficult and the teams seem there's a lot of parity. And so we'll see what happens. Anything can happen, really. But they both, I mean, listen, they're both in the playoffs. Anything can happen in the playoffs. This is the best time of year. Very true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I know. Gosh, she sounds so Midwest. Uh, it's only happened once before where back-to-back teams have faced each other in two consecutive years, and that was 94 with Dallas and Buffalo. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Barry Keegan from uh, Saltburn. If you haven't watched Saltburn yet, I recommend watching it with your parents. That's what that's what Maria does. <laughs> yeah, great. It was a great experience. <laughs> uh, please watch Saltburn with your parents. Uh, but here is Barry talking about all the uh, the moments in the in the film 
that were actually improved, including the grave scene and the dance scene. Listen to this. Emerald uh, had talked a little bit about how you improvised in the film, especially in the notorious... Improvised all the sick parts. The especially sick parts. No, she she mentioned something about how... um, the grave scene was kind of your idea in some yeah, ways. It was it was like a collaboration. It was um I wanted to see what Oliver would do next. Um I wanted to see what the next level of obsession was and um, you know and by that I, I just wanted the camera to roll, not to kind of preempt it or rehearse it. And what happened uh, you know happened. Um, but uh, yeah, it was one take. It was um yeah, I think it was right. I moved the, the story forward. Tell us about the dance scene as well. I feel like Sophie Ellis-Bexter has a lot to thank you for as well. I, I didn't know I could move my hips that way. Um, honestly, I didn't. But, uh, yeah, the dance scene was, uh, I was, it was I cool. I'd love to kind of do a musical. So next. the grave scene, here's the problem with that, is that if that was 100% improv, and if you've watched Saltburn, you know what the grave scene is. Mm-hmm. But if that was 100% improv, he didn't have anything covering it. And that was real dirt. If it was in the script, they would have had some sort of sock or on it. No, I believe, to, to I believe it was improv. It. I believe it was totally no, improv. No, I know, but what I'm saying is that because it was improv, there was nothing covering it. So it actually went in the dirt. It's a real actor, right? Yeah, that, there was yeah. nothing. There's no protection. I wish I didn't know that it was improv for many reasons. I'm going to get your mother on the phone about this. Because <laughs> oh. I'm curious as to what she has to say. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, damn it, Warry, what's your retirement plan? Do you have one? Um, I have dreams, but honestly, I <laughs> but think I'm working till I'm 90. You and Matthew don't have a retirement plan. You no. once you once called me your retirement plan, Maury. I remember that. <laughs> uh, so there was a mortgage and loan comparison site uh, that looked at the cost of living in, in a bunch of different countries without having to pay rent. So they took rent out of it. And Canada is still very high on that on that list. Um, compared with figures of each country's they were their retirement age, the average life expectancy, and then they estimated how much money the any individual would need to survive in that corresponding country. Okay. So Switzerland was the most expensive place to retire, followed by Monaco and Qatar. Canada was number six. So what they found was that an average retirement age of sixty, let's say more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the average life expectancy of 83. Okay, okay Maury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that a Canadian would need around $300,000 saved, not including rent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, dying early and poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to figure a lot of figuring out to do, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night on his show ripped into Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers is on the uh, McAfee podcast on uh, ESPN. And this was right before all those Jeffrey Epstein papers came out. And um, Aaron Rodgers has, uh, this isn't the first time that he's alluded to the fact that he feels that Jimmy Kimmel's name will eventually come out in those Epstein papers. So here's what the brief thing that Aaron Rodgers had said. This has something to do with the Epstein list that came out? (laughs) Feels like, <laughs> feels like it's supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out. Soon. Look, this guy's been it's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine I, cellar for this thing. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't. Die. <laughs> all right. Okay. So where this all came from, I'm guessing, is that 
Jimmy Kimmel has in the past uh, been very public with his uh, friendship with this Los Angeles-based chef. And it turned out that that chef that is very close friends to Jimmy Kimmel, they seem to have a great relationship, was also, and for a very long time, Jeffrey Epstein's personal chef, that he had, like, did a lot of work for Jeffrey Epstein. So people think that that's where the connection is. So uh, here's Jimmy Kimmel last night. He did, like, a seven-minute monologue dedicated to uh, Aaron Rodgers. And then it did come out, and, of course, my name wasn't on it, and isn't on it and won't ever be on. I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. I've never met Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not on a list. I was not on a plane or an island or anything ever. And I suggested that if Aaron wanted to make false and very damaging statements like that, that we should do it in court so he could share his proof with like a judge. Because, you know, when you hear a guy who won a Super Bowl and did all the State Farm commercials say something like this, a lot of people believe it. (laughs) A lot of delusional people Honestly, believe I am meeting up with Tom Hanks and Oprah at Shakey's once a week to eat pizza and drink the blood of children. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting because Kimmel put Aaron Rodgers in a position because in his original tweet and then again in the monologue last night, he said, hey, listen, why don't we just have this conversation in court in front of a judge where you can bring out whatever evidence will give you the opportunity to say whatever you want to say, which, of course, is never going to happen. So then Kimmel puts... Aaron Rodgers in the position to apologize. Listen to this. The truth still matters. And when I do get something wrong, which happens on rare occasions, you know what I do? I apologize for it, which is what Aaron Rodgers should do, which is what a decent person would do, but I bet he won't. If he does, you know what I'll do? I'll accept his apology and move on. Mm. But he probably won't do that. My guess is he won't apologize. I hope I'm wrong. That's how I think it will go. There's rumors that uh, Aaron's going to be on his show tonight. On who? Jimmy Kimmel's show tonight? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I know yesterday that he said, somebody asked him about it yesterday, and he, and he said that I'll, I'll be talking about it tomorrow, but I thought he was going back on the Pat McAfee podcast. Apparently no? it's Kimmel tonight. Oh, really? I, that's what I'm reading, yeah. Wow. Because ESPN and Jimmy Kimmel are both ABC, right? right? Mm-hmm. And that's why it was, it was such a huge thing. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Lisa Bonet has officially filed for divorce from Jason Momoa. Are we clapping for that? I don't know. Do we clap for that, Maria? I, I don't know. I don't th- I don't want to clap for divorce. I feel bad. No, but, but for, for Jason Momoa being single. Yeah, I mean, why not? Okay. Yeah. Y'all so thirsty. <laughs> so thirsty. Uh, they've been together since 05, married in 2017, but they've been together a long, long time. Um, apparently, they had a prenup because everything is really laid out. There's no spousal support going either way. They both sort of keep all their property listed. They're going to have joint custody of the kids. So it seems like a very clean uh, divorce. Uh, Maria, quickly, uh, yes. your thoughts on Lisa Bonet having been married twice, once to Lenny Kravitz, once to uh, Jason Momoa. I mean, she's got good choices. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Selena Gomez uh, jumping into the comment section on Instagram to shoot down the rumors that uh, she asked Timothy Chalamet for a picture at the Golden Globe Awards and Kylie Jenner shut her down. That was the whole thing. Remember, so she goes over apparently... Uh, Selena Gomez goes over to um, Taylor yeah. Swift and uh, this other woman. What's her name? I don't even know how you say this name. Kylie Jenner. No, no, it's not. It's not Kim Kylie. Kardashian. No, it's Keely? not. Keely? Is it Keely Kim? or Kelly? Haley Bieber. No, I think it's is, Keely. 
What is it? I think it's Kaylee. Kaylee? Yeah. K-E-L-E-I-G-H. Yeah, Kaylee. 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 Jenner. No, Teller. Teller. Yeah. <laughs> Miles. And all the amateur lip readers were like, oh, my God. So what she said was that she went over to get a picture with Timothy uh-huh. and that uh, then Kylie Jenner shut her down. And yeah, it was yeah. all gossip, gossip, gossip. So there was a, somebody posted the story on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then Selena Gomez jumped in the comment section and said, no, I told Taylor about my two friends who hooked up. Not that that's anyone's business. Oh, you talking oh. tea though? Still, why would you go to another table to tell the, like that? That doesn't it's, make sense. And Taylor's reaction sense. was like, "No, it doesn't make no. sense. It doesn't make sense." Uh, and then Timothy Chalamet uh, shot down the rumors. Uh, he was followed by and questioned by a TMZ paparazzi. So it's very difficult to hear. But mm-hmm. so they ask if everybody is cool, and Timothy Chalamet says. Of course. Mm -hmm. And then he was asked flat out if Selena Gomez and uh, Kylie Jenner have any beef. And he said no. And then finally, when he asked if they're good, he says all good. It's very difficult to hear, but he did answer the questions. Are you and Selena cool? Yeah, of course. Does Selena and Kylie have any beef? Is that outrageous? No. No. But they're good, right? All All good. Can you shut down the rumors? Would you ever deny Selena a photo? Is it ridiculous? Okay, so. <laughs> I guess that's an end to that then. Oh, sure. I don't know. I'd love to talk about it even more, ladies. <laughs> Let's get together there's after no, the show. There's no hang. way she said. Split a bottle of wine and dissect. <laughs> yeah, give me a break. I told her about these other two friends that hooked up. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, you are, didn't. Are, there, are their names Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Listen, if that's the case, I want to know that story. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Star Wars with the big announcement yesterday. Woo! So, Mandalorian, I guess they are still developing season four. Mm-hmm. But they're also now going to be going into production this year on a live action movie. Yes. Um, called The Mandalorian and Grogu, which I don't know why you just don't call it The Mandalorian. Yeah. Whatever. So it's the Maybe Man- they don't want to confuse I don't fans I don't for know. Disney Plus. And this will be the, uh, so John Favreau is going to be writing and directing it. Yes. And this will be the first movie since 2019's Rise of Skywalker. Um, Disney always announces and then pulls movies. So who knows? But. 2019 was the last Star Wars movie. The next one on the slate is 2026. Which is what? May 2026. I don't know. Uh, And then December 2026 and then December 2027. So they have said that there's another one with Daisy Ridley coming out. Oh, right. Which picks up 15 years after the Rise of Skywalker. Amazing. Then there's one from the guy who directed Logan, James Mangold. And then there is one by that uh, Dave Filoni is doing from the universe of Mandalorian and Boba Fett. So okay. those they should are do the one where, like, the first hour is directed by one person, then another director directs the next part, and then another director directs the end. Do you well, know what I mean? That, that's, that. that's what they what? do with Mandalorian now, is each episode oh, yeah? is a different director. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there like, you go. TV, I'm, TV, I'm down TV for this. TV shows do that all the time. Oh. But I think that this is... This is the way they got to go because all these other projects that they talked about yeah. with characters that uh, maybe aren't as major yeah. and Mandalorian has been proven to be like a success, they got to ride the wave. Yes. 
right? Yes, I agree. And then Bob Iger also said that they're scaling back on all Star Wars and Marvel. Okay, so, good. Whatever. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Mocha, how uh, break this down for me? I'm gonna. So when it comes to the perfect night's sleep, a good night's sleep, or a bad night's sleep, what do you think your ratio is? Right now yes. in my life, yes. my sleep is terrible. Okay, so you are far but, outweighed by, like, bad night's sleep? Not oh, just good, but no, bad. bad. I used to have good night's sleep. Okay. But I've been, I, I think the Christmas holidays, because my sleep pattern has been off, right. it's a little tough to get back into uh, into the schedule. So gener- generally, generally, what would like you say? Perfect, six, between, like, perfect, good, and bad. If I could get six and a half, Seven hours sleep. Yes. I am perfect. Okay. If it's four or less, yes. I'm a mess. What about the way you sleep? Like the quality of sleep? Like when you wake up feeling like that was a perfect sleep? Oh, it's got to be at least minimum six. Like okay. six plus. So what would you say your ratio is then? Between a perfect night's sleep, a good night's sleep, and a bad night's sleep? Bad night outweighs good night. Really? Right Interesting. Yeah. Why? Because... Uh, you're supposedly, uh, people get 132 perfect night sleeps, wow. 120 good night sleeps, and 113. So it's basically one-third, one-third, one-third. Oh. Like throughout the year. Shem? Perfect, good to bad. Mr. Oh, man. Like 90% bad. Even bad. with the mask, bro? Yeah, it's tough, man. It really is. It's, yeah. it's tough getting used to it. So, yeah, 90% bad, 10 good. 90. Yeah, for and sure. And you're never a perfect no, I don't even know what that means. No, no, never, not at all. Never, never a perfect night's nope, sleep. No, never. you've never woken up being like, "Ugh, that was I, perfect." Nope, never no. felt refreshed. Wow. Uh, Maria, yes. Since you started on the show in August, your sleep schedule has changed completely. Yeah, yeah. What's your sleep like now? I would say I've gotten used to it, so I think it's good. When I'm, I'm one of those people that I can fall asleep literally anywhere and anytime. Yeah. So for me, it's not a problem. Like sleeping. Once I'm asleep, I'm good. Recently, I've been having issues falling asleep, but I just think it's because of the holidays. Yeah. But I've been noticing that I've been really heavily mouth breathing when I sleep. So I've been taping my mouth at night. Taping your mouth? Excuse me? Say that again? Have you never seen it? I also, I'm not going to say where I found this. TikTok? uh, But it's better. Who on TikTok told you to do this? There's like sleep people. Anyways. um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So So apparently if you tape your mouth at nighttime. With what? Masking tape? No, I use like medical tape. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. I use like the non-aggressive kinds. My lips don't get ripped off. Yeah. But if I tape my. When you tape, do you tape across the lips or are you making little strips of tape and then going. I've tried different versions. Vertical. Um, I've done one across and then two over, like an X. So I have like three tapes. <laughs> That's if I have a lot of moisturizer on my face because then it doesn't stick. But I have to like reinforce it in different areas. Yeah. Bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And? And? Anyways, um, I've been noticing that I breathe better because <laughs> I'm breathing through my nose. Maria uses more sleep at night than Dammit Mori does, whose arm is literally in two pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't slept in my own bed in years. Years. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Yo, you see what's going on in Ecuador right now? Is that Bro. the thing with the when they stormed the TV station? Yeah, so there's cartel... It's a, basically a civil okay. war going okay. on. And so the big thing was that uh, I guess one of the major gang cartel leaders of the Los Chineros yeah. gang who have ties to the Sinaloa cartel, cartel in Mexico. Yeah. The thing they did, these guys did last year was they assassinated a presidential candidate 
and then all hell broke loose. But one of the the gang leaders was in a minimum security prison and he mm-hmm. was about to be transferred to a maximum security prison and then two guards on the inside helped him escape and then they went and chased him down and then all the cartel everything just blew up like everything blew up mm-hmm. and they stormed a television station so these cartel members with bombs and machine guns stormed a television station while they were live on air oh. into the studio and started rounding everybody up and like Talking to the cameras, showing the bombs, like everything. And from the small amount of footage I've seen, they look like they were kids. Oh, very young. Yeah, right? very young. Yeah. And then and then they broke into a prison, into a prison, uh-huh. and then the cartel members who were in that prison were then, like, let out in that prison, and then they rounded up all the guards yeah. in that prison and started executing them. What? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Tanks on that. the streets. Like, it is full on, like, Peru, right next door to Ecuador, are like, yeah. yo, everything we got at the border. Because it is crazy right now. Like, the the video footage, which a lot of it is horrific, um, but it looks like a movie. Like storming Cartels, a TV station, man. everything else looks like a looks like a movie. Mm-hmm. It's crazy what's yeah, going they don't on play. down there. Oh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, did you see this woman who uh, broke the world record for having a nose whistle? <laughs> what? So she she figured out when she was like seven years old. She's from Mississauga, by the way. Oh, big up saga. Yeah, her name is Lulu Lotus. Okay. And she figured out when she was a kid that she could whistle through her nose. And there's tons of videos. And I guess Guinness validated it. And they sent her to this room where they record, like, the sound, I guess. Uh And then it was determined that she has the loudest nose whistle. And when I say nose whistle... Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like she sits there with her mouth closed and then, like, whistles out her nose. Like regular like, breathing. She can control her nose whistle the same way <laughs> you can control your no. mouth whistle. And every video of her is just her staring deadpan at the camera yeah. with her mouth completely closed. And this is what you hear. Hold on. That's her nose? Yes. Wow. This is her nose. Her nose. Oh, Saga got talent like this? <laughs> No, no. Come on. Nah, man. Okay. Nah, 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 nah. Do you list that that on your Tinder profile? That that would trip me out. Yes. I couldn't be friends with her. The videos are so weird Uh because she doesn't move, Uh right? Like nothing, like her mouth, you hear, you see the face and you hear the whistle, but there's no mouth involved. It's just nose. She would make a great villain in a a movie. Yes. Mrs. Nose? Yes. And she just like found, right before she kills somebody, and, she's walking down the street with an axe in her hand, just whistling out of her nose. Lulu Lotus, and she just said that she just found out that her five-year-old son can do the same thing. No, no. yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's, like a, it's like a superpower, right? <laughs> like you pass that down, like Wandavision, right? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Very piercing.
Now, is that out of one nostril? I, or that I don't both? know. I don't it know. It sounds like it's one. That I don't know. Like that's skill right there. Yeah, it is. It is. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I don't know what happened at, at uh, Pearson Airport yesterday, but there was a flight from Toronto to Dubai. Somebody got on the plane mm-hmm. while the plane was still on the tarmac getting ready for takeoff. And I guess passengers were still loading on a huge plane, Boeing 777. Mm-hmm. A passenger like opened up one of the emergency doors and fell out onto the tarmac. <laughs> what? Yeah. How does that happen? Wait. One, like, he, so the guy gets on. Guy gets on. And just walks over the, to the, an the, emergency door? I don't know how long after they got on that they that he did this. But yes, the, the plane had not taken off. It was still on the ground on the tarmac. And he they boarded the aircraft. And during this point before takeoff, while the plane was preparing for takeoff, the guy opened up the emergency door and fell out. Do you think maybe he thought like, let me see if this will work? Like there's probably, you know, a latch that general population doesn't know about that the flight attendants know about but it's right right there no i know but like maybe he thought let me just try and see and like you know shoulder checked it as he opened and that's how he fell i think he used the latch as like he put his foot on it thinking it was a like he could it would a foot rest kind of thing like it wouldn't open no but then how would he have fallen out no 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 no. he opened the door and fell out and fell out maybe thought it was the way to open the window like for air you don't open the window on an airplane no maybe he thought like oh i need no 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 no. it's clearly a door and and also with those doors when you open the door Uh the door doesn't go out no you have to pull the door in, uh-huh. turn it sideways, then throw it out. Yeah. I, he was probably testing it. Not testing it, like, for safety, but, like, <laughs> let me see if I could do this. Do like, you normally do that stuff? Never. Though? Never. No, 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 no. Nobody does. Never. No. Nobody Why, does. I, I, like, I want to get arrested. But anyway, he got hurt. They don't, of course they, he they, they, they didn't he say. A plane onto a they, he didn't say what the injuries were. Do you think maybe he thought that the ramp would come down, like the, the the inflatable ramp, like in the movies? Yeah. Do you think that he thought maybe that would happen? Maybe. Is right. It, there is a ramp, right, in case you land in the water. Apparently, there wasn't. How did no one stop him? Because I'm sure it takes a second to figure this door out. Because they were checking people in would at the front. You, would you stop him? No, but I'd call okay, the Okay, okay. Mocha, would you stop him? No. No, Shem? None of my business. I actually try. I don't want to fly a plane with this guy. <laughs> in the air? Are you kidding me? Shem trying to be the hero. Idris Elba on hijack? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, quote, unquote, top dermatologists. And when I, say, when I say quote, unquote, I don't know who they are. No name is given. Uh, nobody went public and put their name on this story. They just say, quote, unquote, top dermatologists (laughs) are now saying that men don't need to change their underpants every day. Oh, God, I wish I could clap. Clap clap your forehead, Maury. No, your forehead. There you go. That sounds hollow. (laughs) (laughs) What? Open your mouth when you hit your forehead. Okay. A very dainty tap. I know. (laughs) I know. Like... No, 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 don't do that. Your forehead. Only your forehead. That's very dainty. It's such slap more. That's what she said. Yo. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's an audio broadcaster. Uh, okay. So you don't have to change your underpants every day. Mocha, we've lost Mocha. That's okay. That's okay. He'll, he'll rejoin the show at some point. Uh, but this is only if you're not sweating uh, and only if you're wearing loose-fitting boxers. No. Um, yeah, that's disgusting. 
You say no, Maria? That's disgusting. Okay. Uh, in, in, in situations with minimal activity and no sweating, changing every other day may be acceptable, they say. What? Hold on. Minimal activity and no what? Sweating. What are you doing? Standing still? Yeah. yeah if you're yeah. just an office worker. Yeah. But men, you, you, sorry. Yeah, go no, ahead. No, no, no. no. You, you go into, <laughs> men, listen, men's loose fitting underpants styles like boxers uh, may also, they say, allow for a longer wear. Unfortunately, women don't get the same pass. Their underpants or panties uh, are typically more tight fitting. And because of the way their anatomy is set up down there, they say, uh, there's more vulnerable. And uh, to infections, if they don't refresh their underpants, they say that you should change your underpants more than once a day. Yeah. More than once a day. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done an underpant refresh in a day, Mocha? Yeah. Anytime you I have. work out. I did yesterday. Oh, like after a workout. Yeah, I yeah. guess after a workout, sure. Yeah. But like, what if you're just outside in the summer? You're barbecuing. You're sweating. Sweating the same amount you would if you worked out. Yeah, but then I would shower when I came back in. You do? Yeah, I'll shower like before bed or whatever. That's a different kind of sweat. It's What do you mean? It's a different what? kind huh? of sweat. No, like, sweat is sweat. No, workout sweat. No, it's different than it's what? It's different than barbecue out in the sun sweat. What do you mean? It absolutely is. Like workout. Different how? It's like workout sweat smells bad. And, and day-to-day sweat, is it? It's an and sweaty barbecue smoke doesn't smell bad? Yeah. But no, like, not as bad. You, but you, so you think your bum smells different oh. if you've been walking around the city all day in August. Oh, see, I didn't go bum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to say it. Not say it. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, according to a new study done by the satellite navigation research firm called TomTom, Toronto had the third slowest moving traffic on the planet. I believe it. City's a mess. Third slowest on the planet. London was number one. Uh-huh. And Dublin, Ireland was number two. Really? Was so, up there? What's that? No, New York moves way faster than yeah. Toronto. They got, they got to figure way it out. Way faster. Like, are they saying physically slow, like cars are not moving fast? So uh, to move 10 kilometers mm-hmm. in Toronto, according to the satellite uh, navigation, took 29 minutes for Toronto drivers to cover 10 kilometers <laughs> yeah. last year. Uh, in London, it was 37 minutes and 20 seconds. And then in Dublin, it was 29 minutes and 30 seconds. So we were almost number two by 30 seconds. Is uh, is L.A. on that list? They LA's... are, but down. L.A.'s okay. fine. Because you LA's always hear fine. about, like, L.A. traffic. You, LA you, traffic. Do, you do, but when you drive in L.A. a lot, like, the freeways move. Uh-huh. Like, you, you it's hear... It's just it's a lot of cars. You hear about L.A. traffic on things like Thanksgiving, Oh, when yeah. when you see the the pictures and it's like chaos and, mm. and all this other stuff, but when you actually are driving around L.A., it's sort it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And even doing like a beautiful like even if you drive from like Los Angeles and you sort of drive up the coast a little bit, there's no traffic. They like there's traffic, there's too. cars, but it moves. Yeah, they have wider highways. Yeah, and they. I mean, uh, no, they don't. The four hundred one's wider than any highway in Los Angeles. Oh, they just have more. They, they just they just have more of them. Yeah. yeah, they have tons of ways to get around. Where there's that, remember that joke in South Park where they come to Canada and then they sing that song, "Canada only has one road." 
I don't remember that song. Right? Where, 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 it's the, where it's the 401. Oh, Canada has one worst. road, and it just goes all the way across the country. Yeah, the worst. We got one road, right? And yeah. that's that's why. Yeah, us. Right? Like, if you want to go anywhere, you got to get on Canada's one road. Yeah. Which and is now the, look at us. They're the worst on <laughs> the planet. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Shannon Doherty who uh, is doing a podcast now, and uh, she looks like she's doing okay. Uh, She was talking to Kevin Smith, and years ago, Shannon Doherty did Mallrats, which was, uh, Kevin Smith was riding this wave, if you remember, Mm. of clerks and all this stuff, and Mallrats was supposed to be this big thing, and she, Shannon Doherty, was just coming off 90210, Mm. and she's talking to Kevin Smith on this podcast, telling Kevin Smith how Mallrats ruined her movie career. There's always somebody coming in be like i love mall rats you know always and where i'm like where were you when we put that movie out and that's kind of the interesting thing about mall rats right is that it wasn't a box office success oh it died it died um so did my film career yeah like, <laughs> we took it down we took oh, shannon's no. chance right yeah. with us i'm like that was it um what did you did you do a movie after that uh, no, no. Oh, like no. that was, that was it. I, uh, people literally thought that like I was carrying the movie. So therefore if it was a box office <laughs> failure, it was completely on me. So oh. there was no film career oh, after that, which oh, was a no. little brutal. Oh, but at no. the same time, I, 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 I got to carry that cross now in yeah, life. Carry oh, that cross. No. I never put two and two together. It's okay. Like, I think the fact that it is because Did you really never shoot like another feature film. <laughs> I, I mean, you yeah. like, but, I mean, you did like I know two and oh the reunion movie, but like a TV, all TV, still like two hours is a movie, all, and and it doesn't matter anymore, man. TV stream, my kid, no, she can't tell you what network her favorite shows are. By on. By the way, too. yeah, now, but yeah. back then, it was very different. There was a very oh. big difference, and I just wasn't. I didn't necessarily want the grind right. of a TV show so soon. So I really thought that like Mall Rats was gonna kick oh, me into that gear. Oh man, <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> Kevin Smith was terrible. So at the time, the head of Universal Studios they predicted Mall Rats was gonna do a hundred million dollars. Wow, Mall Rats did two dollars, two million. That's $2. it. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well two dollars, two million, same right? thing. <laughs> like that's how much of a bomb it was. Yeah, and she never did another movie afterwards. And you could hear in that clip, oh, like, he just like especially so now, bad. just piecing it all together. Yeah, he's like, oh, like yeah, wait oh. a second, you never did like one other movie. Some no. friend, yeah, some friend, oh. you didn't check up on a girl, or nothing. I know, nothing. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Lil Nas X. Uh, everybody's coming after Lil Nas X, accusing him of, uh, I guess, uh, mocking Jesus Christ. Uh, in his new video called J Christ, where there's a scene, I guess, in the video where Lil Nas X is on the uh, like the crucifix and then people are lifting him up and he has uh, lookalike actors in the video. One guy looks like Kanye West. Somebody else looks like Oprah. Barack Obama's in there as well. Uh, here's a little clip of the song. Uh, 
Uh, on social media, Lil Nas X said, "This is cr- the the crazy thing is nowhere in the picture is a mockery of Jesus. Jesus's image is used throughout history in people's art all over the world. I'm not making fun of ish." Y'all just got to stop trying to gatekeep a religion that was here before any of you were even born, STFU. So that's little Nas X defending Well, uh, don't forget. This video. He was also, you know, he got ripped apart when that Montero video came out. <laughs> and he yeah. was like twerking on the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the blood in the shoes. Yeah. Don't forget. And then, yeah. And then he, yeah. And then he oh, sold the devil right. shoes, yeah. right? Yeah. And then got sued and all this other yeah. stuff. And uh, listen, whatever. Hey, people are talking about him. I, it's, oh, if you're, religion is supposed to, to, to be mocked and, uh, and, and criticized. And that's the whole point of that, you know, it should stand up to all that stuff on its own. And brilliant people have mocked and criticized religions over the years and in art. And Lil Nas X is just the latest. Yeah. Remember, remember how people came after Madonna for the mm-hmm. like a prayer video? She was oh, like, yeah, yeah, if you watch, like they were going to arrest they were, her. Yes, yes, yes. Here. No, Little Nas X is just the latest. Do your thing. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I don't know what Etsy paid the Kelsey brothers for that commercial on their podcast, uh, but they did not pay enough because they did a commercial for Etsy and it went viral because of the headlines. So the headline before we play you this conversation, the headline is this. Travis Kelsey admits he's feeling the Valentine's Day pressure amid Taylor Swift romance. That's the headline, Mm -hmm. right? And they're pretty open on the podcast, and they have talked about it in the past, and Travis is pretty open and talks about Taylor being at the games and everything else. Again, here's the headline. Travis Kelsey admits he's feeling the Valentine's Day pressure amid Taylor Swift romance. Here's where that came from. All right, now, 92 percenters, it's time to shout out our next partner, Etsy. With both of us playing in the NFL for so many years, we've learned uh, a thing or two about competition. But when it comes to finding the perfect game-winning gift for Valentine's Day, Etsy is the real MVP. Boy, is it. Do you have anything in mind yet? I usually get the same chocolates That's every year. That's the brother. Ooh, and the same flowers. Adorable. Oh, my gosh. And Chocolate of then flowers. A Whether you're feeling the Valentine's Day pressure like Jason and I or trying to figure out the right gift for a significant other, Etsy is the go-to destination for adding that special touch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the <laughs> part of the script. <laughs> it was literally a part of the script. Uh, right? Whether you're feeling the Valentine's Day pressure like Jason and I or yeah. trying to figure out the right gift. He and he cold read it too. He almost he 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 like read ahead a little bit and was like, damn, I already started that sentence. Now I'm gonna finish it. I gotta, I gotta keep going. Whether you're feeling the Valentine's Day pressure like Jason and I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. I know. That's so misleading. So... But also not wrong. I know. The headline says I exactly what Travis Kelsey said. Whether you're feeling the Valentine's Day pressure like Jason and I. Right? It's so misleading. Uh, ESPN, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I I don't even know. Like, it's, like I love Stephen A. It, it, so do he I. So fired so, up. so fired up. But like the the whole thing of like having to defend Taylor Swift going to the NFL games. Like I I, I guess I get I get that maybe there's some fans who are like, you know, stop 
shooting Taylor Swift so much during the games and putting her on television. But I don't think that generally there's a giant outcry of where people don't like Taylor Swift going to football games. My uh, football group chat, they don't care. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. Anyway, Stephen A. Smith felt that he had to come out and defend Taylor Swift. She did her job. She's going to support a dude to show up at a football game and the cameras are on her. That ain't her fault. No. Excuse me. And by the way, she went to the games after the concerts. It's not like she used the games to bump up the concerts. Oh, no. Those kids were going to her concerts whether the football, <laughs> the NFL was promoting her or not. Taylor Swift is that girl. Let's show some respect. She probably is going to have a positive impact on Travis Kelsey's performance. And I, I think that a lot of this new, uh, like Stephen A., I think that a lot of this is still from the Joe Coy joke from the Golden Globes. I think that it's still all anchored totally. anchored to uh, that. You think so? Totally. Yeah, yeah, because Taylor looked a little bummed about the joke and then didn't win the award, and apparently she left early. Uh, and I think that this is still all anchored to poor Joe Coy, who's like, he's like, has, has, has a host of anything had to defend? Like their hosting job more than poor Joe Coy? Yeah. What a terrible job that yeah. is. And that guy, he lived under the radar for a long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, great living, did specials, uh-huh. all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, comedy specials on Netflix. Oh, yes. <laughs> and now hated. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Pete Davidson dropped his new comedy special on Netflix uh, earlier this week called Pete Davidson Turbo Fonzarelli. Uh, he talks about getting off hard drugs in his 30s, but it's the Aretha Franklin uh, joke that uh, really went viral when he was talking about going because this is Aretha died when he was still with Ariana Grande mm-hmm. and uh, Ariana Grande was invited to sing at the funeral. And so this is Pete recalling that moment. It's embarrassing when you're not on ketamine anymore, though. You're like, ooh, ugh. I'm embarrassed. I was out and about like that. That's not cool, you know? You know, I was at funerals like that. That's right? I was at Aretha Franklin's funeral like that. Yeah, I have to live with that. You know what I mean? She'll never know, but still, it's not the point. You know what I mean? If she was there, she would probably be like, hey, who are you and what the f*** are you doing at my funeral? You know? <laughs> it's embarrassing. I was so high, I thought it'd be a good idea to go up to her family and go, hey, I'm just here to pay my R-E-S-P-E-C-T's. Oh, my God. No, he did not. <laughs> you think he really said that? I that's don't just know. Part of the joke. I don't know. I think Funny it might joke. just be part of the joke. I think it's part of the joke. I think he made that joke probably a lot that day just to people who would find it funny. Yeah, maybe to Ariana. Yeah, in the car, yeah. afterwards. She's like, can you behave? I don't know if he actually walked up to her family. I, maybe he did. I mean, because Ariana Grande was like a VIP at that funeral. Uh-huh. Oh. So he would have had opportunity to do that. Yeah, to other VIPs <laughs> who just so happened to be Aretha's family. <laughs> yeah, man. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Bill Belichick is leaving the New England Patriots. Expected to happen today after 24 seasons with the Patriots. What a run. Six Super Bowl titles. Um, Belichick and the uh, owner, Robert Kraft, apparently spent a good part of the week uh, meeting and discussing how each side wanted to proceed because he has one year left on his deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's going to leave early. So from sources familiar with the conversations, there was said to be no conflict, no disagreement. And in the end, quote, productive talks resulted in a mutual decision that left both sides comfortable and at ease. So no more Belichick in. uh, Time to retire. Enjoy, man. No, I think he's going to go coach for somebody else. He's 71. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll go and do it somewhere else, even for really? just another couple of years or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like a smaller league for sure. No, he's gonna stay with the NFL. Yeah, yeah, he will. I thought oh, yeah. like high schoolers. <laughs> Slow think, down a little bit. He's gonna, he's he's gonna, gonna go be a PE coach now. <laughs> Easier hours. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, apparently, we're all gonna be having sex with robots in the next ten years. Woo! Are we clapping? Uh, <laughs> Yo, you wow. are quick. Damn. Wow, man. <clears throat> Damn. You know they can Hold still on. say uh, no, right? Probably. Yeah, no, go to the couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How long would it be before your robot took over the bed, Maury? Like an hour? <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> He'll plug me in, then leave. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> literally, literally, Maury would have his robot for about a day and a half, and the robot would be going, not like that! <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong! It would just turn right into Matthew. Maddie bot. Uh, experts predict that uh, robots powered by futuristic artificial intelligent algorithms will soon be able to give humans the best sex of their lives. In a new poll already, uh, 7% of people said that they would take a sex robot what? already now this year. Now? So, yes. <laughs> Uh, a former senior executive at Google predicted that uh, robots powered by AI could eliminate the need for a human partner altogether in the bedroom. <laughs> this was the chief business officer for Google. And uh, he said that uh, AI will usher in a redesign of love and relationships and that people won't be able to tell the difference between real-life sexual encounters and those that are created artificially. Like, do you just turn it off after? I don't know. More. I have, I, I have no Whoa, follow-up why? questions. I have, <laughs> like, no, I have no follow-up questions, Maury. I mean, I, I'm just I know curious. the answer, but, like, why you keep yeah. going Also, Maury, you think you could afford a sex robot when they hit market? Hell no. No, but can I get a knockoff one? No. No. Come on, guys. Cut him slack. He has one hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Come on, Shemroy. I was just going to say my kid's listening right now, Shem, but your mom's listening right now, Shem. Continue taking good care of my Shemmy. That's what mom's saying to the robot. <laughs> okay, knuckleheads. Shemmy, mom loves you. That's so weird. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Charles Barkley weighing in on the Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers uh, controversy. So Aaron Rodgers, I guess, went back on that ESPN talk show and said, that's not what I said. I didn't call Jimmy Kimmel a pedophile. And I didn't say that he was on the Epstein list. And he basically denied saying what he sort of said. But then he used semantics and wording and all this other stuff. Anyway, uh, Jimmy did that, you know, seven minute monologue ripping Aaron Rodgers apart. Um, this was all based around the Epstein list that was reportedly coming out, and Aaron Rodgers had made a comment that uh, Jimmy Kimmel was sweating it or whatever the hell you said. Uh, but here's Charles Barkley on what he would do if Aaron Rodgers said something similar about him. Yep. Some people say that Aaron Rodgers crossed the line with Jimmy Kimmel. 100%. If Jimmy Kimmel had said that about you, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers had said that about you, implied that you had been on the Epstein list, how would you handle that? I'd have punched him in the face. What do you mean, punch him in the face? You know what the hell punch him in the face means? <laughs> <laughs> I think that when you're in the limelight, people get to say things about you that goes with the territory. But mm -hmm. 
that when you start comparing people and saying you're hanging out with pedophiles and yeah. people hanging having sex with underage girls, dangerous allegations. That, that's dangerous. But Jimmy has responded. I like how Jimmy. I love how Jimmy yeah. responded. But like, listen, I, I don't know Aaron Rodgers. He's always been cordial. I said hello to him a couple times. Mm -hmm. But like I say, you can make fun of celebrities. That yes. goes with our territory. Yes. But like. That's that's slander. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When yeah. you say people like, well, he hangs out with pedophiles and people having sex with underage girls, I would just I know again. But we, you mean metaphorically? You would punch him in the face? No, I like meant rhetorically. Whatever the hell. I, I, <laughs> see, she got me using well, big words. See these knuckles? <laughs> hey, you don't even know what those words mean. <laughs> hell yeah, I punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, I guess they're shutting down a bunch of Service Ontario locations. I don't know. Uh, the Ford government is closing an unspecified number of Service Ontario locations, uh, and it's part of a pilot project that will see Service Ontario kiosks opened up inside some Staples stores. Oh, okay. Um, Works for me. Though the government won't say if a kiosk will open for every location that is closed, however, uh, the government also wouldn't say if this pilot uh, project could lead to further service Ontario location closures. So um, you're not going to be able to go and stand on the street anymore. You're going to have to go and stand in a big giant line inside of Staples, I guess, now from now on. Oh. Right? They should just put them everywhere. Like, put it in the LCBO. Get some beer and a health card. What is it, from Service Ontario? Right? Like, just put it there. Put oh, it get, at gas Get a stations. beer and then renew your license? <laughs> like, just put it where you're well, going. Well, I mean, that is stations, not nearly but... as ridiculous as it is that you can actually buy beer at a gas station. Oh, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, that never makes sense. But, you know, hey, it's kind of cool. You're going right. to sell it. Take advantage. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.